Welcome to The Sway Effect, a podcast series featuring the innovators, disruptors, movers, and shakers that are shaping the marketing communications industry today. I'm Jennifer Risi, the founder and president of The Sway Effect. Together, we will explore what's now and what's next and the trends that are shaping our industry today. This month, we're discussing consumer holiday trends, how consumers are feeling this season, what they're buying, and how public relations experts can leverage these trends. We're in the middle of the most awaited shopping season, and despite social distancing and COVID mandates fading, we're now faced with inventory shortages and inflation concerns this year. Yet research shows this season will be bigger than the last. So what does the landscape of holiday shopping look like this year? What impact has COVID had on inventory shortages and inflation had on shopping trends? Grab your peppermint mocha and sit down with us as we're joined today by Jeanette Sombre, Senior Features Reporter at the New York Post to dive more into these timely topics. Welcome, Jeanette. Jeanette, let's just get right into it. You know, it's an exciting time of year. It's holiday season. Everyone is hopefully getting ready to spend some time with family and, and wind down. What is the sentiment this holiday season? What have you been hearing in your recent interviews? Jen, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And, you know, <laughs> bank, after the past two years of, you know, difficulties health-wise and people spread out and moving. I think the biggest buzzwords of the year are giving and gathering, you know, by the home good sign. That's the big message here. And 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 most importantly, giving back with what you have. I mean, it's no surprise that rising inflation is going to be affecting the holiday shopping and spending. There was a new report out that said nearly nine out of 10 consumers expect inflation to have an impact on their holiday shopping. But that doesn't mean we're going to be Grinches this season. It just simply means that we're going to be more intentional about who we're buying for, what we're buying and, you know, and 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 thinking about how we're giving back, you know, I think it's going to be harder for a lot of Americans to um, be as giving maybe as they have in years past. But it's just, you know, prioritizing who you really want to thank, whether it's the door person in your building, your favorite manicurist, a barista that you might have a relationship, even though I know Starbucks has get, been getting a little a little bit of um, having some debates about whether or not people love their new tipping policy, but you know, it's just kind of giving back with, with more intentions this season. And, you know, cause every dollar counts stretching the dollar as much as we can. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Like last week we, we helped support earnings for Signet Jewelers. They own Jared and Kay and Zales, and they had one of their best cyber Mondays ever. They had a really strong black Friday you know, there's a lot of obviously people have less money um, with inflation, as you just said, but, you know, there is people are buying for their loved ones and they're actually buying bigger purchases for their loved ones. So I guess one question I have, because I've been doing a lot of following what's happening this holiday season, you know, what are a few of this season's top holiday trends? Oh, that is such a good question, Jen. And you're right. You know, people are still giving you know, maybe they're being more creative about how they give, but if you're getting engaged this Christmas, like nothing is going to stop, you know, the buying, whether it's the diamond ring or the holiday gift. So I think people are just, you know, trying to find the best gift for their value. But in terms of trends, I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing, we're seeing trends across the board. I mean, I have a few I think so many, so much of buying has been influenced now by influencers. I mean, social media it pretty much drives so much revenue for how people buy. I mean, I've certainly been influenced this holiday season with purchases, but I think a lot of people are, are you know, getting inspired by 
viral gifts that they're seeing, you know, influencers promote online. And even just this TikTok craze, love it or hate it, it's influencing. I've, I've, list, I've listed a few holiday trends that I'm noticing in terms of like food and, you know, just ideas for gifts for splurging and, and how brands can really be, you know, creative in terms of promoting their products right now. Um, do you want me to just kind of get into them? Yeah, that, I was going to ask you, you know, what are some cool standout brands that you're seeing doing some cool stuff right now? So there are a few. So I have a few different influences that I've, I've been noticing in terms of like one. I just want to quickly talk about food talk because, you know, obviously it's the most wonderful time of year for food in terms of like putting out the holiday spread, buying from your favorite restaurants, buying from the wholesale to like give the gifts. So I've noticed that like, you know, even if you just type in the hashtag food talk, so many food and beverage brands are getting their products out there, whether it's doing a little viral video. I mean, we saw that Negroni Spagliato and how right. much that took off for like the consumer canned beverages. I mean, everywhere you look, you're seeing now the canned Negroni Spagliato or the canned Negroni has taken off so much just from that really fun Game of Thrones banter on TikTok. And it was brilliant because, you know, I think so many brands, Jen, right now, they're looking on these platforms and they're saying, how can we capture on these viral moments? And you have to be quick. You have to be nimble because, again, all consumer and engagement attention spans are so so kind of short and fleeting. So I think a lot of brands did a really good job on capitalizing on like the canned cocktail trend from, you know, little viral moments. Also, I mean, let's not bury the lead here. We're all excited about the char the charcuterie board this season. <laughs> <laughs> They're blowing up all over uh, Instagram, TikTok. And we saw this so much last year with the traditional meat and cheeses. But now, of course, we're trying to cut costs on the deli line, XYZ. That doesn't mean you can't be creative. We've seen the butter board blow up all over TikTok. Who's, who knew there were so many bespoke butters and, you know, good way to get, you know, your, your tried and true land lakes in there and make it chic. Um, but, you know, not only that, but people are dressing up fancy takes because again, going back to that point from earlier, we want to gather, we want to graze. And uh, so, so many brands are being clever with kind of incorporating their product into really beautiful presentations and capturing on that viral moment, you know, just a hashtag food talk, you know, you know, butterboard or whatever it is. Um, people are really, really, getting in on those trends. I've seen cannoli boards, dolce de leche boards, you know, the savory burrata boards, even hummus boards. So, you know, a household product, like let's say it's like a, a you know, a Sabra even has, be, has, has had like viral moments because they're capturing in on these broader trends. And I think that's really clever, especially when we're, we're thinking about dining and sitting down. Um, and then also here's, here's one idea. I have a really fun idea too. If, if you're even, you know, thinking about ways to, if you can't afford to necessarily splurge, one of my favorite gifts this holiday season, and I think it could be a good way for like brands and restaurants to get in is give the gift of doing the legwork, you know, whether it's, whether it's making it, you know, making a reservation for someone at a hard to get into dining destination or waiting on a wait list. Maybe your friend, you know, wants a bespoke lip gloss or something that has a wait list, do the legwork for them and, and get them that gift. Cause I think wait lists are huge this, this holiday season, whether they're real or not, they build up the hype. I love that. Yeah. Another one last note too, Jen, yeah. Tis the season for an ad for advent calendars, advent calendars for literally everything are blowing up, whether it's wine, it's cheese, really? jams, Barbies. Yes. Art supplies, you know, kids toys. I think this, and I'm sure you've seen this too, like brands, 
it's it's this, it's the time of year to kind of show your greatest hits and your product lines to promote you know what's really selling or what you want to really get in front of consumers and what be, what better way to do that than by putting it behind a few closed doors and, and making it fun interactive and i think people love to get a taste of different products and this this could be like a more affordable way to get your product in front of consumers do you have any favorite advent calendars yourself anything you've been buying or like what do you think of this it happens every year but people are getting more creative I've, you know, I grew up Catholic, right? So I've always had an advent calendar, but I I didn't hear about this, this trend. I must be like under a rock. <laughs> this is honestly so many, every brand. I mean, I think it kind of took off in the last five years. I remember I got an, and this one was one of my favorites. I got an advent calendar from Aldi, the supermarket chain, and they did their like 100 best wine products. And so behind every door, and it was a great way. For oh, that's amazing. To, it was fun. It was a great way for brands to promote their local wines or their bubbly, their sparkling, and just get their products in front of the consumers. I saw Charlotte Tilbury, the celebrity makeup artist and brand, is also putting their best sellers out there. I've seen on the more high end, we've got those diptyque candles, maybe you can't afford the $80 one and you can, you know, you want to get the minis for your friends. It's, it's just, a, it seems like a big opportunity for brands to kind of get their greatest hits out there. What do you think, you know, celebrities, you know, they're, they're leveraged a lot during this time of year. And, and you know, my podcast is listened a lot by marketing communications, the leaders. Are there any celebrities that are doing anything cool this year that we should be on the lookout for? That is a good question. I feel like so many celebrities have either come out with their own products or have aligned themselves with a big brand. Uh, for example, I mean, I have just, you know, Gen Z is driving the bus in so many ways. And I think Hailey Bieber might be on the tail end of Gen Z. And actually she might be a younger millennial, but I've seen her skincare line blowing up. I know beauty is big this, this time of year, but I think there's something about that exclusivity that really gets younger consumers interested. She launched her line Road. She has these lip peptides that sell out within seconds. People are calling her, you know, the, the next Kylie Jenner with the lip kits. And I think it's just an interesting way that she's kind of come into prominence in terms of promoting this beauty business line. Because she promotes it with a content strategy, she has a YouTube channel. You can watch how she uses these products. She's, you know, in, engaging with celebrities like Emily Ratajkowski and, right. you know, and Kendall Jenner. And so I think in, you know, not so much of a celebrity, but the celebrity trend I'm seeing is celebrities promoting their products with a major content strategy. So, you know, it's a fun and an engaging YouTube channel. You want to watch her and Kendall Jenner do shots of the 818 tequila. You know, it, I, I, and I, it was gone so much for me to, to say, I have to see what the big deal is about these products. I signed up for her, for her, you know, wait list to see like, is it worth the hype? So I think, right. I think it's like the, the whole engagement tie in with, um, with the sales with the sales tie-in because it's not enough just to be a celebrity and, and tag onto a brand or a major, you know, business. I mean, I think Cardi, I think Cardi B has done an, a good job too with this. She teamed up with uh whip shots, which is like a boozy whipped cream. And she did a really good job putting together a content strategy and promoting it and sending people like CDs to listen to her music while, you know, just to kind of promote the party atmosphere. And, so I think the bottom line is if you are a celebrity, you obviously have a big reach and a platform, but that's not necessarily enough to just sell the products. You have to really, 
you know, promote them in an engaging way. It's all about engagement. Engagement sells these days. Well, you talked a little bit about, you know, holiday and the advent calendar and, and brands using that, um, the advent calendar in new and new and exciting and fun ways. So talk a little bit about, you know, also this time of year, new year, new year resolution, you know, what will new year's reporting look like from a lifestyle entertainment perspective? That's a great question, Jen. You know, I think the buzzword for the new year is always new year, new you, right? And, uh, you know, I know I get a lot of pitches flooded with kind of wellness brands and, you know, the diet, the latest diet and exercise trends. But I think we're always looking for a way to move the needle on on what those trends look like. Right. I mean, I think the buzzword is going to be dry January once again. Right. We're coming off of that holiday high in terms of the food, the drinking, the excess. But I think, you know, I always look for more of a creative way to tell the story, like what's really new here? What are people doing? I mean, the the low ABV has been written about so many times, like what's the new trend? And it's funny, I was at a dinner and someone was saying the the, the term California sober, which I had never heard about, but I guess it's it's a thing where people are cutting out the alcohol, but they may be, you know, partaking in some recreational cannabis use wherever, you know that suits them. And so I don't know, I thought that was kind of an interesting trend, the kind of like quitting half cold Turkey, you know, right. a little vice here and there, but um, yeah, but I definitely think the new year, new you, and hopefully in a, in a more unconventional way, like, you know, what's really working for people. Everybody tries the whole 30, you know, what's the new trend? What's the new fad? So we'll be looking, we'll be on the lookout for that. One other question about this, and then and then I have my final question before we let you go, because I want to be mindful. And also, this has been such a fun interview. I want to keep us light. You know what I mean? This is a time of year where everyone is stressed, trying to wind up all like, well, like get, get all of their wrapped up, all of their work and, you know, kind of go be able to celebrate time with family um, and friends for the holiday. You know, this is a time of year, as I said, people want to disconnect. They want to kind of have some time off. What what are some what's some advice for PR agencies that are trying to connect with journalists during the holiday going into the new year? What's some tips about, you know, how we should be working right now? That's such a good question, John. I think the best gift a PR agency can give a journalist is the gift of giving support, which, you know, you all do all year long, but I think this time of year it's it's really hard to get a new ambitious idea you know, on the, on the docket, maybe it's like planning ahead for 2023 coverage. But I think this time, I think a lot of, you know, reporters and writers are looking to get, you know, that expert source that they need on a deadline. So, you know, really tracking coverage of the journalists that you're trying to pitch and, and seeing, you know, the types of stories that they're doing and how maybe some of your clients can be a voice in, in, in those stories, right? It's like, we know the recipe for the end of the year. We're going to see a lot of year-end roundups, right? Whether right. it's the best dishes of the year, whether it's what trends we want to forecast for 2023, or whether it's, you know, the best viral moments, right, that are rounding up. You know, maybe a brand did something that lent itself to a viral moment. You know, how can you kind of serve those sound bites? to a writer who is getting inundated with thousands of emails a day, you know? So, so I would just say, sell it in the subject line really quickly, you know, how a brand or your source can really assist with the coverage that they may be working on. And um, yeah. And, and just try to help 
fit into that narrative of some of these year-end themes. And then I would say to kind of cap off the year, to cap off 2022, just, you know, give them a little heads up on what you have cooking for the new year. And then that might be top of mind that you can follow up with, you know, on the first, second week of the new year and take it from there. But I think everybody's just kind of putting a pin in coverage and, um, you know, it's a team effort. So I always am looking for, you know, last minute expert sources, you know, who can I call at the drop of a hat? And, um, and I think that's really the best advice to be successful, you know, on both sides. Well, before I let you go, we usually end with the final word, um, you know, with many of our listeners, as I mentioned, being in the communications and marketing industry, you and I have known each other for quite some time, you know, what is one piece of advice that you would give to a communications person right now? Like what could we be doing better? Not tied to the holiday season, but just, you know, as people take a look back and look at the years they've had, you know, what's a piece of advice of how a PR professional can become a better PR professional just in general? Know the, know the journalist you're pitching, know the writer you're pitching, be familiar with their work. You know, I know that there's such a big focus on getting the word out about the clients, but I feel the most success comes when you really know your audience and you know your publication. So it's just kind of doing the legwork to make, you know, a pitch stand out and resonate with a writer that'll make them want to open that email, that'll make them want to engage with a call or, you know, an in-person meeting and catch up and just being a little bit more personal in terms of what the pitch is and why this is something that, you know, they might be interested in covering and getting on their radar. So I would just say that, you know, it's all about maintaining those authentic relationships and, and how you can, you know, successfully work with, you know, communications professionals. Jeanette, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. You know, I wanted this last one to be engaging and fun and something that people can listen to with ease and you kept it really fun and light. So thank you so much and happy holidays. Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate you having me. Happy holidays. Thank you for tuning into The Sway Effect, our podcast series from our network of innovators, disruptors, movers, and shakers that are changing the marketing communications industry today. Keep up with the latest by following, reviewing, and subscribing to all things that we're doing by checking out our website at www.theswayeffect.com. Let us know what you thought of today's episode by leaving a comment on our LinkedIn and Instagram at The Sway Effect or on Twitter at Sway Effect.